Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to the Championship Roundtable podcast. Uh, we are back with an update about the return of the Championship. I'm joined by James Vickers today, and I am, of course, Jake, who is normally a guest, but have decided to host in Louis' absence. So, James, welcome back to the podcast, and we're finally about to talk about football, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a nice change of pace to be uh, not having the hosting responsibilities this week as well. So I'm, I'm going to sit here with my feet up, let you do the legwork, and uh, I'll chirp in when needed. Yeah, I thought I'd uh, step up and do some hosting for a change. But um, yeah, first thing on the agenda, of course, is the return of Championship Football. Uh, the EFL released over the weekend that it would be coming back on the 20th of June, which would be the same weekend as the full set of Premier League fi- uh, fixtures, which will be played as well. So it seems like they're linking up with the Premier League. Um, they did say that the date was provisional and subject to strict um guidance and requirements out by the government they're still not absolutely confirmed but it seems like it is going in that direction especially with a lot of other sport coming back um, and the Premier League aiming to come back that weekend as well Um, it's been met with a lot of anger in some clubs Um, a lot of fans are excited about the return other clubs are cautious it seems to I think the main thing from this statement, it took a lot of people by surprise that it came out when it did. And it seems like uh, clubs are expecting a few more discussions and maybe a later date to come back. But it has been set out then. Um, do you think that's the right time or do you think that it's been rushed a little bit? Yeah, I think it, I'm sort of in the middle with it. I think it has been rushed to some extent. You look at sort of, I, I don't want to get too bogged down on talking about sort of the virus, but you look at our figures sort of as the UK compared to the rest of Europe yesterday, and we had more deaths yesterday than the whole of Europe did combined. So it seems too soon for me. I think Germany came back at the right time because they're sort of, infection rate was a lot lower. Um, and you look at the way they've monitored it, there's not been any positive tests since the uh, the football resumed in Germany. Whether we can keep that up here, I know the the positive testing per sort of set of tests that they've done is is lowering all the time. Even though there's been two positives at uh, Preston, who I support, it does seem to be heading in the right way. I think more sort of meetings and talks should have gone on about it there's i think qpr and sheffield wednesday have been quite vocal against the decision to to rush it back and and as i mentioned with preston there two positive uh test results one being Jaden stocky the other player is set to be announced today i think they have to keep it in sort of the strict confidentiality uh sort of ruling so i think even though it broke on tuesday they're not allowed to announce it till today the worrying thing for preston though is that that positive test came back after the first full contact training session which 
I don't know how they're going to sort of work that if the squad has to quarantine for two weeks uh, as as per guidelines. And if that's the case, we're recording this now on the 4th. Uh, you know, the the players say they're going to quarantine today or tomorrow if they're not already. That leaves us, you know, a couple of days before the first game, potentially, uh, with no full contact training. Obviously, the majority of clubs will have only had a little bit of contact training, but it does put you at a disadvantage straight away. You look at... Uh, to sort of go back to German football, Dynamo Dresden in the the second division in Germany had a similar situation. First round of testing, they had a few players test positive. They had to go into a quarantine, and in their two games back, you look at them and they just look so far behind the rest of the teams that they've played. So I do worry for them and and potentially Preston as well. Um, sort of for my own club's experience. So yeah, I think it has been rushed back to some extent. I can understand the decision to try and bring it back because clubs are sort of desperate for that television money now obviously there's been a, a large gap that they won't have had sort of much income if any um it's slightly different to the premier league where that money through sponsorships and everything is a lot greater so i can understand the decision to get the championship back up and running but i think it's probably a couple of weeks too soon in my opinion yeah it's a it's a difficult one um it's obviously um very time sensitive as well which i think some people are ignoring if um because if the Premier League is going to get their season finished uh, by the end of July uh, and then the FA Cup final is going to be played on the 1st of August, you can't really have the Championship going on much further than that. Um, with clubs being relegated and promoted, you've sort of got to match that timescale. Um, and I think League One and League Two are going to have to do the same. With, uh, there's still a few problems in League One um, with what to do uh, to end the season. So it's all got... The, the Premier League making the stance that they did and coming back and investing in the the tests and and all that has has put pressure on the EFL to get get done in a similar time frame. Um, the QPR statement, which you um, mentioned, they they were quite strong in their opposition. They said that they're appalled by the decision. They they oppose it. There's a, there was absolutely no consultation on the matter. They were expecting um, meetings with the doctors working group in the championship, and they didn't happen. And it seems that um, it's being pushed through um, without uh, the relevant. Um, precautions being take uh, being in place which is a bit of a worry um the EFL have come back and said that a lot of clubs uh, um, did did contact them to try and um agreeing with the the decision um and that it, it was a, a well thought out decision but it, it doesn't look great when it one of your member clubs comes straight out and um sort of criticize it in the way that QPR did and we've seen Gary Monk come out and um, say that the restart date is unfair um it's a difficult one um I, th- I think it's it's right that they're trying to to get back and finish the season in, um in terms of sporting integrity but it is um there's always going to be some opposition whatever position they made and it seems that they've they've gone to match the premier league um which which is which makes sense i th- i think i think it's right that they come back maybe it's a little bit premature but the timing is there it's even now or never and and and, and they've got to try and sort of do it as quickly as possible. It's quite encouraging. Um, some of the testing results are sort of slightly high in the Premier League at the moment, but um, it's good that they're getting the, the testing done now and, and isolating those that need to be isolated. And you, of course, mentioned the Preston stuff, but something I just quickly wanted to mention before we moved on to um, our next few topics were what happens with season tickets now. Um, I think this is quite a big one with fans on um, social media, um, those that are 
would be owed a refund. Um, they want a, f- a bit more clarity on that. We've seen Sunderland in League One come out and say they're not going to give any refund and they're going to give a streaming pass instead. Um, so it is, it's going to be interesting to see how, how that goes down. Uh, how how would, as a match-going fan, James, uh, what would you like to see clubs do um, to sort of limit the, limit, I guess, the financial impact on themselves, but also give money back to those that need it? Yeah, I think in terms of, obviously, Premier League, uh, they sort of should be fine. Uh, you know, I'd imagine the the gate receipts for Premier League clubs is, is very small in terms of their their income in terms of sponsorships and everything else. So I think they'll be fine in terms of the championship. Preston put out a statement saying that, you know, while they can understand that, that fans want the money back and they're open to giving them the money back on a sort of games left at home basis. Uh, so sort of pro router in that, uh, while they, they can do that, they highlighted the importance of, uh, sort of the gate receipts to the club, which I thought was quite refreshing. There's not a lot of transparency from football clubs nowadays. And Preston came out, you know, hands held up saying this is our main source of income while obviously we will give you the money back should you wish it there's you know this this and this that we can do instead with the money so you can either leave it in the club and then sort of go again next season uh if, if obviously fans are allowed back inside and season tickets are allowed on sale there's the option for a streaming pass that comes with commentary and i thought that was you know to to use my own club as an example quite refreshing to see that sort of honesty and transparency sort of to go back to germany schalke yesterday i retweeted something where they are refusing to give money back to the sunderland issue that you mentioned there jake they're they're only giving money back to fans if they can prove to the club that they are in desperate need of the money so someone else had replied underneath his his sort of response to schalke saying that he'd sent them proof that he's on a hardship payment at the moment and they'd refuse to give him his season ticket money back even then saying that you know he was already getting some hardship payment so because he had some money coming in they were refusing to give his season ticket money back on on that regard which you know for for a team that's in the champions league more often than not is is absolutely outrageous i can understand more so your championship and league one and, and lower clubs as i said that is that main source of income for them so i think as long as clubs are transparent with it it personally i'm, I'm not a season ticket holder this year but if there was that option for me to keep the money in the club and get the streaming pass and and help my club you know stay in business and and let them keep paying the players i'd be more than happy to do that i understand that everyone's situation is different so if people want their money back again i can completely understand that as well so i think it is on the clubs to work with the fans there's not going to be anyone who's in exactly the same situation as another so taking it on a a person-by-person basis you know is key um streaming passes obviously you mentioned i'm a i I do like to go to the games I'd, i'd much rather be there but you know, if there's a way to watch Preston and, and sort of support them um, from home in the, the coming weeks and hopefully maintain that playoff push that we have got, you know, I'll be more than happy to do it that way. Yeah, I think I completely agree with you there uh, with a lot of the things you say. And I think all clubs should make it available um, for fans to, to take their money back if they if they should want to. Um, I think it's slightly different to say a refund for a holiday like many, many people would have been receiving in the last few weeks or... Um, a refund for a season ticket on a train or something because you know every fan is emotionally connected to their club and if they were able to keep supporting their club um, without 
completely disadvantaging themselves in the process. I don't think most people would do that, but of course, refunds should be available. But there's also the the interesting thing um, that you mentioned with the stream of passes that could could um, sort of increase the, the revenues at clubs during this time because there's only a certain amount of fans and you can get into a stadium at once. Um, Lot, a lot of clubs have fans in different parts of the country, um, maybe thinking more of the bigger teams in this, but I'm sure they're, they're, all clubs have their, have their supporters that can't go to, to match days for whatever reason. Given that there's probably going to be some relaxing on broadcasting um, regulations and um, the, the iFollow service might be available for, for fans on a more consistent basis, there could be an increased revenue stream there in selling your um, the remaining games for um, a fair price and then getting revenue in that way. So even if you are refunding um, a portion of your season ticket holders, you might be able to make up a lot of that shortfall elsewhere. So what do you think um, would be available in, in that? Would you support clubs make um, selling the remaining games to supporters on iFollow? And do you think that that's something that the EFL and I guess Sky Sports as a broadcaster would agree to. Um, we've seen in the Premier League that Sky Sports have made a lot of the games available for on on free to air, which which is a good step. So it seems that they're willing to do their bit um, for clubs and and um, football fans as a whole. So it, it might be possible. Um, so I think it's def- definitely something that I would support. But do you think that that's going to be something that will be possible? Do you think that? Um, clubs would be restricted to only giving these to season ticket and, and members. I think, yeah, it, definitely they should make it readily available to everyone. I think, you know, the, the games that, say, Sky and BT have the rights to, obviously, maybe a little bit harder. They'd have to work out a deal there. The majority, though, of, of championship games, apart from, like, your Leeds's and, and West Brom's, aren't really sort of readily available on sky only really like the the midweek ones where there's champions league where you get them on the red button so there's definitely a market there for that you know we were saying off air that if obviously a match day ticket at preston this season's 25 quid for an adult in the the town end which is the end behind the goal i don't expect them to be charging you know that much per game um if it was sort of five six pound that kind of that kind of price, which tends to be what the iFollow price was, you know, I'd be more than happy to pay that. Um, I'm still supporting my team. I'm I'm putting money into the club when they need it. And at the end of the day, it's cheaper than, than going to the game as well. Um, obviously, I'd much rather be at the game. But yeah, the iFollow, I think, is definitely the way to go with this. There's been, you know, talks, as I said, from Preston about making the games available to season ticket holders with commentary. So, I think, you know, while they they are wanting to, to make that available to season ticket holders so they are more inclined to keep the money out of the club, you know, if you just make it available to them, it does isolate quite a lot of the fan base who, who do want to watch it. So if there was different perks that came with it, say if, if you weren't a season ticket holder, you just got the game without any commentary, for example, um, and you just sort of heard the, the on-field noises, you know, maybe that's the route to go down, and then the sort of season ticket holders enter their season ticket number or something, and they get commentary, you know, so it's a little extra perk for, for having that season ticket or something like that. Uh, that's just me sort of thinking on my feet there. So there's got to be sort of a balance between the two. Obviously, if I was a season ticket holder and I was paying the same price for it, as someone who was a non-season ticket holder after the club had said that, you know, I'd have access to it. I, I may be a little bit sort of uh, put off by that. 
so yeah if there was like a different tier to it i think that could work but i think yeah as you mentioned there's definitely a market in the current climate for having them readily available to stream and i think again that would probably bring more money into most clubs as well there's there's you know away games for example that a lot of fans can't go to you know when we play sort of down reading for example we take about 800 but then if we have an away game in blackburn Bol- and for example we take about five or six thousand so you know away games especially there'd be that opportunity for fans to watch it who may not necessarily get the chance to watch it on a regular season so yeah definitely i think there's a market there for that um and it's one that the club should hopefully be exploring and, and make available to the fans yeah i guess the the main opposition for that would be the increase in in online streams um which is a inevitable thing that comes with streaming things online um, behind a paywall is that people find a way on, on um, broadcasting it themselves. Um... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But I think that, um, as you say, it's slightly different if it's your own club. Um, I think that, although it's one thing, uh, streaming a game that's on Sky Sports, um, it's another thing streaming a game um that is that's been shown on your your own club's website um fans are more likely to want to to pay their bet towards their own club rather than maybe pay up for a sky sports subscri- uh, subscription where you, you might see i don't know um luton three or four times a season um if if it's it, it's not really worth it but if if a luton fan has the option to to pay i don't know yeah, as you, as you say, like eight nine pound a game for the rest of the season, they're more likely to do that, I think, um, rather than look for the illegal streams. But I get that's probably me, me thinking on my own. You know, I'd rather, I'd, I'd if it was my club, I, I'd rather pay the money to the club than I would stream it online. But um, yeah, as you say, everybody's different. Um, but I think that's definitely an avenue for, for the EFL to look into. Um, again, with the broadcasting in the in the championship it's not quite the same as the premier league where um you know in 
in an average Premier League weekend, you get five games on the TV, uh, on BT or Sky in the Championship. You get one a weekend, uh, maybe a couple in the midweek. If there's a midweek round of fixtures, you don't get as many. So it's not like the broadcasting would be missing out as much as they would in the Premier League um, per se. So I think that's definitely something they need to look at. And in this time, the EFL, um, as every sporting league, as every business will be doing, will be looking for ways to create new revenue streams uh, and that's definitely one so I'm, I'm hoping that, that that's something that we, we hear more about in the coming days and that there is that service ab- available for fans should they need it um, but yeah just moving on now um, to a, a more specific topic um, which I guess it covers a few wider concerns for clubs as well is that it came out this week um, that Lyle Taylor would um, didn't want to sign an extension to play for the rest of the current league season because he is a free agent at the end of the year. Um, there'll be a lot of interest in him following how, how well he's done this season um, with Cholton. Cholton's position in the league looking um, precarious. Um, he's now 30 years old, so he's not got a long career ahead of him and he's sort of at the top of where he's ever been, scoring a lot of goals in the championship. So he's he think, he he's decided... Um, according to Lee Bowyer, that he doesn't want to return uh, and risk getting injured um, in the remaining games. And I think a few, a couple of others uh, at Charlton, Chris Solly is another that has said the same. So it is, it's a difficult situation. It raises the concerns of sporting integrity. Of course, I, I sympathise with Lyle Taylor and, and other players in a similar position. But at, at the end of the day, Charlton are third bottom of the championship. They're in the relegation zone. He is there. Uh, their best player, uh, their top scorer, and f- for him to decide that does hugely damage their chances. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that uh, Taylor is right to make that stance or do you think that there should be more um, pressure from from the EFL um, and the PFA for players to to honour their contract to at least the end of the current season because it it's not the fault of the club um, why the games are going on longer than expected? Yeah, I can be minds of it. On on the one hand, I can understand him from a, a personal point of view wanting a, a potential move to a, a bigger club. We were linked with him at one point, and sort of seeing the way he's sort of gone about it, I think, you know, the Charlton fans especially, obviously they've had a, a bit of a hard time this season with the way results have gone. There was all the issues at the start of the season as well, and I think for a player to come out and say that, granted, obviously, the contract situation with the way the season's gone is unprecedented. So, you know, we don't know how many other players would would act if, if they were in a similar situation. But I think for him to come out and say, you know, for it to, you could understand more so if the team was in mid-table with no chance of getting, you know, playoffs or, or relegation if they were just sort of sat there with not a lot to play for. For the end of the season, I may be more sympathetic to that. But for a player who, you know, is in a relegation fight to to come out and say you know what I I I don't fancy the rest of this season in case I do get injured I think is a a big slap in the face to the club who've backed him the the manager who's given him you know opportunities and while he is their best player I don't think you know one man's bigger than a club so I think it's probably best for both parties that he does move on as a Preston fan and we've been linked with him now even though I think he's a fantastic player and scores goals in this division I'd be put off wanting him to come to my club if if you see that that is the way you know he acts it's, it seems he's more so focused on him as an individual rather than you know what he can do for the club and you know 
if it was me personally, I'd be willing to play and try and get the club out of the relegation zone. And then, you know, you were and you moved to a bigger club. So I think it is a bit of a slap in the face for Charlton. I can understand why Charlton fans are, are annoyed with the, the situation and leave Bowie as well. But, you know, on the other hand, I can slightly sympathise with Lyle Taylor in the fact that he has had injuries this season. He is getting sort of on in his career now, as you said, Jake, he's 30 years old and, you know, potential there for one last sort of big move to earn a bit more money. But it does sort of, it doesn't sit right with me in the fact that, you know, he's played all season and then now when they need him the most, he, he's come out and said, you know what, I, I don't fancy it anymore. So, yeah, bit of a, a bit of a one that, that can be debated. Um, you know, people are going to sort of sway both ways with it. But, you know, in my opinion, I think there should have been more there for, for the EFL to, to say, you know, potentially playing the rest of the games because yeah it just wouldn't sit right with me if that was one of our players doing that okay so fortunate time and on the recording of this show there is a, a an article from Lyle Taylor that's been um, an interview of Lyle Taylor that's been released on Sky Sports um, to give a, a bit more context to, to his situation decision I'll read a few of the quotes now um, he says that he's uh, I'm gutted at the way it's finishing, uh, but I don't expect people to care. I know that once the damage is done, it's irreparable, uh, and I don't really expect any sympathy. We're the first ones able to go back, so that's difficult for footballers and football clubs. My reasons and concerns stem from my knee injury. It plays on my mind. It makes me think that what would happen if I had an injury now that threatened the rest of my career. I'll be honest with you, it scared the life out of me. That's my honest reasoning. I know it wouldn't sit well with people, but it's been a very hard decision to make. Um, I want to play to keep this team in the league we've worked so hard to get here but there is something in the back of my head that says if you get a serious injury the chance you've worked and dreamed of since you're six years old it's gone i'm not 26 or 27 i'm 30 years old the way i play it puts me in positions that i could get seriously injured at any time the full interview is on sky sports for anybody that wants to read a, a, a bit more on that but they are the, uh, the the main comments to come out of it so it seems that it, it's been a difficult decision for him and he understands the criticism he's facing, but it, his situation is slightly different because he, he's had an injury in the past and he's getting older and he's worried that that injury could be um, could be made worse if he does come back and there's a chance that he could suffer a career-ending injury. So, you know, there are, there are two sides to every story. Um, and reading those quotes does make me feel a little bit more symp- sympathetic towards him. He's... A, He's obviously played the majority of his uh, career down in the lower leagues. He's now got into the championship, got um, 11 goals for the season, which is, which is a good return for anybody, really. And he'll have interest in him from other championship clubs. So it's understandable. Um, but as you say, it does. It would sit difficult. It would sit um, sit badly for me if it was one of one of a player at my own club. Um, but you've got to take the human element into it as well. He's he's got a career he's gonna get a big move or at least a big move in comparison to the rest of his career this summer does he really want to damage that um or, or put that at risk by playing on um so yeah it's it, it's a very difficult one and there'll be more players in a similar position but you know it, it, it when you look at what that could mean for Cholton they dropped into the relegation zone uh just before well, we fin uh, we finished playing uh, before the the, the coronavirus um, stopped the season. 
They're two points behind Hull and Wigan uh, and Middlesbrough. Three points behind Huddersfield and Stoke. There's a lot of teams down there. And they've got a real good chance of staying up. But losing key players uh, like that is it will really hamper them. And they're definitely going to be one of the teams that have suffered most for um, this stoppage and the decision to return to play now. Um, but then again, they would have been relegated under any other metric that was used. So I guess for them, they want the football to return. They've just suffered a major blow um, by the timing of it and the the restrictions caused by player contracts. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a difficult one. Just before we wrap up, James, uh, just want to get your thoughts on who who do you expect will benefit from from football coming back in the stoppage do you think there's any team that at the bottom or at the top that will benefit from it um and on the other hand do you think there are any teams that that are going to suffer um aside from Charlton because I think we've covered them now yeah I think uh, sort of seeing how it's played out in other countries so far I think the teams with larger squads will definitely benefit obviously the games have been squeezed into a sort of a, a tighter time frame and there's not been much of like a, a pre-season so to speak with the the break that we've had so definitely the clubs with the larger squads so you look at the likes of your West Broms and your Fulhams I think will, will fly uh, I think in terms of sort of relegations and you look at Luton who've got you know a tiny squad I don't think it's going to help them at all you know Charlton we just touched on so I think squad size is going to be key uh, those teams that have managed their squads well all season um who've given sort of everyone a, a run out will benefit as well so that makes me quite confident with Preston we've got one of the sort of larger squads at the moment there's quite a few players who you know would normally get in the, the match day squad who get left out sometimes so if there is you know as there's been talk of having you know everyone in your squad available on the bench and then you've been able to bring in five subs similar to how you have like a a World Cup or a Euros where sort of you have you starting eleven and then the rest of that squad is available on the bench, I think will help. And you know, in the long run as well, we spoke about it a few weeks ago, potentially looking sort of further forward when fans do return, maybe that would be one route to go down because it gives, you know, younger players who, you know, never get a look in the opportunity of maybe they're not coming onto the pitch, but it gives them the opportunity of being around the match day squad and and you know learning from that so i think we will see sort of over the the coming weeks squads you know really dip into the resources on the playing side that they have i think more players will get game time that wouldn't have got game time if the season was just to have run its course as normal so i think there will be that benefit from that side but yeah to go back to your question i think definitely the squads who have uh, sort of more players in them will do better just purely for the fact that they're coming off quite a long break with not much match sharpness and match fitness and to be able to rest those players and rotate them well or stand them in good stead but yeah I think that would probably be sort of the, the main area where a team will do well in terms of home and away performance you look at Germany the home advantage seems to have gone out the window. I think only 18% of games in Germany that have been played at home have resulted in a win for the home side at the moment. So home advantage seems to definitely be gone. Uh, So you could see a team that's just outside the playoffs at the moment who, you know, do well at home normally sort of drop down the table and vice versa teams who are accustomed to playing well away, shoot up the table. So it'll be fascinating to see how it plays out. And I don't think, you know, if you were looking at it with fans in attendance, that games will go as you expect them to. There's been a lot of surprise results in Germany so far, and I expect that to continue in England as well. 
yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it does go when it does return. Um, a couple, a couple of um, points that I, I just want to mention before we wrap up. If if you go down, you mentioned Luton have a of a small squad, but they've also made a managerial change in this um, this break with Nathan Jones coming back. So we don't know what impact that's going to have. That could potentially have a positive impact. So um, that's that's one to keep an eye on. They're currently six points off survival. Um, so that you know they they they'll think they've got a chance now. Um, and above that, we've got Hull City who were on an absolute dire run of form uh, before the stoppage four losses in a row they were dropping like a stone um course which was mainly caused by the exit of jared bowen and camel grisiski uh in the january window so interesting to see if they've managed to um if mccann has managed to work on things find a different way of playing analyze where where it's been going wrong it'd be interesting to see if they come back and, and, and show an improvement because they're the team that you'd think are most likely to drop into it if uh, Luton or Cholton or Barnsley managed to, to put a run of uh, results together. Um, and moving up the table, um, I I look at, um, I, I agree Fulham are going to be one of the ones that benefit. So I, I can maybe see them putting a challenge to try and catch West Brom and Leeds, although the, the seven points to Leeds and six points to West Brom looks a little bit big with only nine games to go. Um, Leeds, uh, obviously, um, we we've spoken about it so much in the past that sometimes the Bielsa um, style of play can can take its toll on players, but they might come back with a with a new lease of life, given they've had three months off to to get rid of any niggles, sort of work on their fitness and get up to to peak um, peak fitness levels. They've they've been using the running track that they have at the the training ground. Um, even throughout the lockdown, they were, uh, where it was only one person going at a time, they've been able to use that. So they've been able to get really fit during this um, this stoppage. So they could come back and completely just roll over teams, which, which would I guess would be a nice way for them to clinch promotion. Although on the other hand, you're going to have games every three or four days. So be interesting to see how, how many injuries uh, a team like Leeds might pick up. Um, Given the style of play they have, and, and not having that that match sharpness that you know nobody can replicate, getting match sharpness through playing games, even through running or using what bikes or or anything like that. So that's one to keep an eye on. And obviously, I think the most exciting thing will be that race for the playoffs. Uh, Preston will see in sixth place at the moment, but go down to um, QPR. There's only six teams um, separating all the teams down to the 13th position. So that's definitely going to be one to keep an eye on. Um, and you might even have Brentford and Forest dropping down into that as well uh, if they can't get back um, to form quickly. So it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting end of the season should all the games get played out. Um, but yeah, with that, we are out of time. So James, would just like to tell anybody where they can reach you or anything you're involved at the moment, which I think is plenty. Let them know now. Yeah, I've been a busy boy over the last few weeks. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter, which is at underscore James Vickers. Uh, I'm obviously on this show. Our page is at Championship Pod. Uh, I'm doing work for Footy Accumulators at the moment as well. I'm doing the Bundesliga betting show, which will also merge into a Premier League betting show when that comes back as well. Uh, that's with Will Perry from BBC Sport and Alan McAnally, who uh, is on Sky Sports, ex Bayern Munich and Aston Villa striker. So give that a watch. We have a sort of a good laugh doing that each week. That'll be on my Twitter. Uh, and then I've been doing sort of my own little podcast bits here and there as well. So that'll all be on my Twitter as well. Uh, so yeah, at underscore James Vickers. 
Yeah, as James says, you can get the show on Twitter at Championship Pod. You can also get um, the Premier League show on Twitter at EPR Roundtable. They released an episode yesterday covering the return of the Premier League. So if you're interested in that, give that one a listen. We also have a Bundesliga show on this channel now, which you can get on Twitter at Bundesliga Pod. I think James was on that uh, a few episodes ago. So if you want to hear more of James and his passion for the Bundesliga, check that podcast out. Um, you can, and you can get me on Twitter at Jigjapan with two ends where I post anything I do. But yeah, with that, we are out of time. We'll be back again probably next week with a, a further update when the EFL releases more news. But just thanks so much for listening and we hope you join us again next time. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.